Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, I'm Anna B. and I formerly served on staff at Golden Hills as Women's Ministries Director. In today's Golden Hills Podcast Daily, we'll be in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 to 6, a text that's meant so much to my family and me over the years. The events over the last two weeks have caused a deep tension for many believers, me included. The tension is this. We know God's character. We've experienced his goodness and faithfulness over and over. We are recipients of his provision every day. In our journey with God, we have seen his gracious intervention many times. Yet, when a new issue arises, we worry for ourselves or fear for others. When plans, hopes, dreams go awry and threaten our security, we often find ourselves in the vicious circle of looking at the reality in front of us, then looking to God, then overwhelmed by the situation again. And the question I'm asking myself, what if, what if my plans go south or the dream dissolves? Is God enough? On my return from a strange grocery shopping experience a couple of weeks ago, God in his kindness brought my mind back to the stunning truths within Isaiah 43, 1-6. Let me read it for us. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overcome you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honoured, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. So a little surrounding context. Isaiah prophesied during the period of the divided kingdom of Israel. He proclaimed a message of judgment due to the nation's departure from Yahweh's commandments. In chapter 39, Isaiah foresaw the coming Babylonian captivity of Judah because they had departed from the law. While these early chapters show us the depth of Judah's sin, God reveals his grace when he says that his people will be washed of their sin. Our text today falls within the second half of the book of Isaiah that announces the future restoration of Israel and the Saviour yet to come to restore his people to Yahweh. So chapter 43, 1-6 is a message of hope rather than condemnation and introduces the message of Israel's coming restoration and return to her homeland, 
as well as providing a solution to their sin, which Yahweh achieves through his servant. We can assume that God's people were fearful. They had sinned against God and they were afraid of the Babylonian army in exile. God acknowledges their fear and provides assurance in verses 1 and 5, telling them not to fear and assures his people of his tangible presence and goes on to provide them with reasons to trust him. Statements of Yahweh's power and authority throughout the text affirm the nature and character of God. So how exactly do we see this? In verse 1, Isaiah shows how God knows his people. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Emphasizing the relationship further, verse 3 reads, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. When Israel heard the words, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, what do you think came into their minds? They would have remembered the day that God redeemed their ancestors from the bondage of slavery in Egypt and led them to the promised land. Not only do we see the redemption in Israel's past, but the promise of future redemption. Isaiah prophesies of a future exodus when God would lead his people out of their bondage in Babylon and back to Jerusalem. Furthermore, God's mercy not only promises to free his people from physical bondage, but we see throughout Isaiah that Yahweh will provide redemption from their spiritual bondage. They will be set free from the bondage to sin. The suffering servant will set his people free from their slavery to sin and death and open the way back to God. So Yahweh has affirmed his relationship with his people and Yahweh promises to be with them. In verse three, in verse two, sorry, we read, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. The promise is repeated in verse five, Fear not, for I am with you. And why could God be trusted? Again, Israel's ancestors had experienced God's hand in parting the waters after they escaped Egypt. And Isaiah refers explicitly to this miracle in Isaiah 43, 16 to 21. How does God feel about his wayward people? Verse 4 is a beautiful declaration of God's love for his people. He says, because you are precious in my eyes and honoured and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. God redeemed his people because they belong to him and he loves them. The images of Isaiah 43 are very vivid to my family and me. During the first six months of community development missionary work in the Congo, our boat capsized on the widest point of a river during a raging storm. And waters came over our boat and covered us. Our two little girls cried for help. We don't want to die. We don't want to die. It was a surreal moment where no one can really adequately prepare or have any control. No human could help. Seemingly, we had no hope. Having already lost our possessions, we clung to our daughters in readiness to drown and meet God. 
In trembling voices, we sang praises to our God, who we would soon see face to face. I cannot adequately describe the terror of our physical circumstances. But during this great time of great danger, the comfort in knowing God and to be known by him was our anchor in the storm. In a time of my life where I undoubtedly felt the most unsafe, I felt safe belonging to my God. The double affirmation of belonging to God and Isaiah's message, I have called you by name, you are mine, was a timely reminder for Israel when fear could so easily have overwhelmed them and they could have doubted God's love for them. For our family, the boat accident was an occasion etched in our memory where, even if we'd lost our lives, belonging to God meant that we had a future that Christ himself had secured for us. What a friend we have in Jesus. Through repentance from our sins and trusting in Jesus through faith, all through the work of the Holy Spirit, we stand righteous before God. We are known by God and that makes us his children. We've been delivered from darkness to light, death to life, and our identity is found in him. I am his and he is mine. This is the greatest love story ever told and it's one to be shared near and far because it's a knowledge that is sure and true, life-giving and life-saving. Jesus is the one whom we find our hope, joy and security in all seasons of our lives. And I trust, dear friend, that this will be a season for us, you and me, to deepen our confidence that we are known and loved by him. And we'll look to him to be our anchor in our storm. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.